Hi, this is Smithy and you're listening to the Relics of War podcast, the best place on the internet for Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2 and Guild Wars community news. Hello everybody, welcome to the Relics of War podcast, the podcast about Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and the Guild Wars community. My name is Ryan, aka Cole, and with me today are Tasha with SIRadio.fm. Good afternoon folks, or good morning, wherever you may be. Yeah, okay, well it's not It's not morning for you, is it? No, it's really not. It's dark outside. Oh, jeez. Okay. Jeez. Well, that's wrong. Tell your, tell your, uh, your uh, what, environment that it's wrong, okay? Uh, okay. okay I, I will do. Did you just disagree with them? Okay, seriously. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to try and mess with that logic. It's fine. The forecast for tonight, dark. And with me also <laughs> is Chaz with uh, Chaz's totally awesome blog.tumblr.com. Hey, guys. I'm sure a lot of people out there are really glad that I no longer refer to him as the America's hat man, the man with milk in a bag. Other people are pro- the majority of them are probably indifferent. Yeah, that's true. I find so, it kind of amusing, to be honest. I think American's Hat Man is kind of a good way of calling it, really. So, I guess... Especially since Britain now has milk in a bag as well. So, really? Yeah. Yeah, we have milk in a bag. See, I am I've resisting the movement. In anything, in anything resembling a bag. Right. Okay. That looks, that looks like a satchel. I will not receive your product. Oh, it's just, it doesn't seem right. I like milk in closable containers, not ones, bags that you effectively put in a jug and then use. It seems a bit mm-hmm. weird to me. Anyway, yeah, I, yes, this is totally unrelated to what we should be talking about, as usual. Well, it's funny, though, because when I go to get groceries and we get milk, they always tell me, would you like your milk in a bag? <laughs> you know, it's a <laughs> jug of milk. I'm like, no, but that's kind of funny you say that, because it, it reminds me of something that I rib a friend about. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, uh, today I have made a pop guard, and it's the most ridiculous piece of shit you've ever seen. It's, uh, clothes, a uh, clothes hanger, and some nylon from actual pantyhose. It's good times. Also sort of perverted. But anyway, um, yes, this is a podcast about Guild Wars and perversion. Um, <laughs> well, how's, how's your week? They go hand in hand, people. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, especially if you play an elementalist female. Yes. This is very true. We're Almost judging half. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mesmer's are MILFs. Although, I did see an absolute shocking Mesmer last night. I was standing around Lion's Arch, and there was a male Mesmer who was wearing the colour of uh, unicorn poo. And it was, no, shouldn't be done. Not now. I agree with it for charity, cool. but this late on, no. You should have redied by now. Yeah, there's still a lot of pink walking around. It's a little weird. Absolutely. Well, uh, this week, um, Lacey's been working out a lot lately, and that was something I used to talk about on my old podcast was fitness a lot. Because we were kind of like, look at us, we're not your typical WoW players, and then I realized I'm not really a WoW player anyway. So instead, the new theme is, if you're a Guild Wars 2 player, you're not a WoW player, so let's get in shape, you sloppy bastards. So what I've been doing is I've been running again, finally, because the weather's warming up, and I run in Vibram Five Finger Shoes. I, I even brought one down with me. Oh, those five-finger shoes are just so weird. Oh, they're badass, man. These I know, things, I know, but they're weird. What they oh, do is they, geez. they promote the, the running on the on the uh, balls of your feet, as Stephen yeah, Colbert Yeah, that's says. how it should be. 
Stephen Colbert goes, yes, I'm so manly, even my feet have balls. But what's cool about it is, I guess that's how, like, your, your foot and your leg are meant to actually work. So your calves work as kind of a hydraulic system that is totally nullified when you use normal shoes because the, the, the concentration goes to your heel where most of the cushioning is. So I've, yep. I've, I've been running on these for about a year now, and that's definitely right. But because it was the first time in a while, my calves are ridiculously stiff at the moment. I'm walking around like an old man. Um, but also been doing the ab rollers as everybody in the Alliance knows. So I'm, I'm starting this up. Call, uh, you listeners and stuff, write in and tell us what you've been doing to get in shape. We're going to set a good example by God. I'm not. I'm allergic to exercise. As anyone who can see the video right now will agree. <laughs> oh, a typical female self, self-deprecating humor. You've got to love it. No, I'm just British. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. That is true. Is it still true that um, Europe has like a much larger or much lower proportionality of – what am I trying to say here? I, I, I don't know. I wondered where you were going with this. I really did. <laughs> Sounds like a statistic that was made up on the fly. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a factual discussion, but kind of bleeds into something I've said in the past that was a little inflammatory about the U.S. So instead, I'm just oh, going to okay. – Stop weighing my words carefully and dodge the whole subject and instead talk about the Colorado avalanche. I have a jersey right here that's blocking this light so I don't look like I'm glowing like an alien. And that's brought to you by the Colorado avalanche. Should we talk about Guild Wars? Do you, you yes, don't want to know what Chaz and I have been doing this week? Oh, see? Hey, Chaz, I forgot about her this time. You feel better now? Oh, you forgot about me too. <laughs> oh, I have to uh, give you the obligatory... Uh, <laughs> Cut to yourself when he did that, Tasha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Chaz what I'm you be like, For the record, Chaz showed Ryan the finger. <laughs> Flipped him the bird. That was almost like an Attenborough thing you did there. And now the Chaz, in his natural habitat, giving signals to his peers in the group. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz, that was all kind of special. <laughs> uh, so what have you guys been doing? Last night I saw the movie Right. It was better than Left. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with it's better than Wrong there. But, okay. Oh, I actually went to see um, The King's Speech this week as well. Oh, really, yeah, really good, good film. It was a very, very good film. I was a bit worried because it was... Um, the Oscar nominations came out the same day and we'd already booked to go see it and you know what usually happens, you see an Oscar film and they make you want to go to sleep but um, yeah, this actually was really, really good a lot of good acting in it, so yeah go see it I also went to see Season of the Witch last week as well that was okay, wasn't that great? it was okay? it was okay, yeah it sounds like Nicolas Cage nowadays it was okay well put it like this, there was obviously almost no budget at all but yeah. the storyline and the acting made up for the fact that there were the budget obviously wasn't that great, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was worth seeing, but I wouldn't go buy the DVD or something. Righto. It's funny yeah, when someone. That, sorry, go. Oh, I'm just gonna say it's funny when someone brings up a celebrity. I've kind of like got a very unique reaction, which is, can I impersonate that person? <laughs> he brought Nicholas Cage, and I started thinking because I've never done it. Nicholas Cage, Dad, I'm not Dad. I don't know. Anyway, I'll have to work on that one. Go ahead. Yeah, you will. Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was going to say, this week uh, I've mostly been camping, quagging. That's mostly been my week is work, being pained at work through uh, upgrading software and uh, sitting on quagging and guildwars2live.com. Indeed. Chaz, you. <sighs> School. Had a few tests today. Delicious. Mm. So kind of same old. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, I played Guild Wars once this week also. Once. I took really? out Abaddon. Yeah, actually, no, I did two things. I took out Abaddon, and there was some other, like, super easy Zyshin mission that I healed. Eh, I don't remember now. Anyway, it was also easy. Oh, Unwaking Waters, that's what we did. And I was on my SOS writ. I was, I'm not enjoying Assassin these days like I was before. It's a phase. It's because you realize they suck. I'm starting to wonder if the Assassin was the phase. Because I always end up back on the Monk. That's the one I actually have fun with, but... I wonder if Loudon's sitting there right now going, mm-hmm. Pass the Pabst. Pass the Pabst, buddy. Okay. Um, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's move into some segments. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, because we have a lot of information to deal out. Indeed. What be that over there? Or, let be sequel scuttlebutt. Alrighty, so today's sequel scuttlebutt is The Guardian Profession. Let's see, uh, actual information has been released, videos and all. We know what they look like, act like, and sound like, and smell like. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. What do they smell like? They smell like roses. Fresh potatoes. And that, that weird stuff that they pour into baby diapers for the commercials to prove that they hold leakage. That blue right. stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Guardians weren't leaked. Get it? <laughs> yes, yes. So it was you, a bit of a weird um, release schedule, I have to say, because I, I guess you guys were asleep when they actually did a lot of the pre-release leakage, because I think right. it started coming through around about 10 o'clock my time, so it must have been wee hours yours. Um, it was weird to see. I imagine that if it wasn't planned, Arianette are jumping up and down, getting really, really angry with some people. Yeah, you know, the way it all pans out, I know I know what ArenaNet has said, that's fine, but I still have my suspicions about some things. But um, to the topic, actually, I have to wake up pretty early for my job, so I actually did see that, where there were all kinds of videos out, and I'm like, well, ArenaNet hasn't said anything about that yet. Mm. What the heck? So mm. I, was, I was a little curious. I mean, it all seems like, I don't know, you know, hard to tell what's going on here. I guess I don't really care. I now know what The Guardian's all about, and that's what matters. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And what I saw, I loved. Um, I was expecting a little bit more like glitz and glam, you know, because it's like, ooh, the holy character. But instead, it was more like, this is an armed person. It, it, it was still kind of warrior-esque in a way until they started doing stuff. And it, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of the whole warrior thing, but I, I'm a fan of what I saw there, especially the whole AoE support, which is... It signals to me that ArenaNet is not necessarily just making a bunch of professions that all are capable of dealing damage, controlling, and supporting, but instead some of them have better focus on that to some degree because these mm. guys, they seem to have two schools that they can go down that support and one that's offense. Is that right? E- not quite sure. Kind of. I mean, I had some conversations with people on Thursday about this kind of thing. Um and the way that I'm starting to see the whole, um, the way that they're dealing out the classes, it's basically there's three sliders with damage, control, and support. And if you move the sliders in various different formats, you'll get the eight professions. 
So, um, like, the Guardian seems to be lacking a little bit on damage, like the Warrior was. The Warrior is very high on damage, the Guardian seems to be a little bit less. But in return, you get better support and better crowd control for it. So it definitely feels like, even though they're still going to be both up front, there's very, very, very different flavours to it, which is good. And I've also heard, I think this is the first time that I've been talking to my guild members about the professional release. Every single time before, there's been a sort of definite feeling of, yes, I want to play this class, this is going to be great. And other, this is the first time I've actually gone, well, actually, I don't think this class is really for me. It does actually make it sound like they are distinctly trying to deal with the people who like support, who like those roles, because people I spoke to definitely aren't those kind of people. I am one of those people, though, so I think that's <laughs> kind of why. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm thankful that it's turning out to be like this. And we got. I wish we got Loudon on for this episode, because I would wager that what he saw made him go, oh, that's okay. You know, Oh, I'm getting bit- upgraded, so instead of wearing light armor, I'm wearing heavy armor. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's and the other thing I like about it is although you're supportive, you're still frontline. You're not the squishy. Mm-hmm. Man, I got mm-hmm. so sick of that in other games. Yeah. In other games, we know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, I've played more than just that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> that one. Yeah, I, I like what I see. I really do. But I can see how a lot of people are going, oh, hmm, well, I, I guess. But to me, that was just like, yes, because it, it, not only is it support, but it's what I've always liked in, like, PSO, which was the cheesiest game of all time. But it did have this. You didn't watch bars. You just casted support spells depending on area or who was near you. Mm-hmm. And this is like that on crack. It's, like, so refined as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking forward to, like, the first time I can put down a big old shell of blue and nobody can hurt us. Unless you get trapped with them inside the bubble. Which is something that I've thought about, because I think I read in one of the articles that at least one of the spells, you have the opportunity of trapping enemies inside the circle with you. So, um, I don't know if anyone out there has been played Magicka this week. It came out this week's little Stairblow-style RPG thing. But I heard about um, that. you basically infuse yourself elements, and then you can use them various different ways. And uh, in the sort of release notes, the developers had this sort of things you will try to do and what you will actually do. And one of their scenarios was create a force field around yourself to protect you and the other players from harm. What you'll actually do is trap two goblins inside the bubble with you, who will then kill you and then go proceed to kill the rest of your party. And I can see it being very much like that in Guild Wars 2 with Guardians. They're going to end up in all kinds of trouble. I have this feeling that it's going to turn out to be like the assassin in Guild Wars. There's a lot of potential with the class, but there's going to be very few players who are actually excellent at playing it. Well, I wouldn't say excellent. The Assassin class was just a flawed POS when you really look back at it. Like, everything it did... First of all, okay, you know what? Some of the skills, they're obviously not balanced, and that's fine. But the Assassin has a lot of really big issues with it, because it is lightly armored, unlike a warrior. Mm-hmm. And it involves using gimmicky gimmicks. When I say gimmicky gimmicks, I mean stuff like just running in, ganking someone, and then running out. Like, yeah. Guild Wars was never meant to be that kind of game where if you lose someone, oh, it's not a big deal. It's When you lose someone, that's a big deal. Yeah, you're, yeah absolutely. You're, you're going to lose ground, you're going to have to retreat, you have to play more defensive. And it's also not fun to be knocked down several times while the assassin is beating the crap out of you. Yeah, I agree. One of the big things that I like Guild Wars is that it's not crowd control focused. 
even though if you're being locked down by a mesmer, you can still move around, and if you have fast spells, fast abilities, you can use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the assassin was kind of intended to be a little more shadow step reliant, mm-hmm. but it was hard to get Which... people to understand how to use it. Well, the problem with Shadow Step is that when you look at Guild Wars, you can quantify everything in the game pretty much. Like you can say, oh, the ability Cleave is is has its pros and cons with Eviscerate, but technically they're both balance wise the same skill in terms of like how many points it would receive. Like for example, it deals plus three damage for five Adrenaline, and the other one deals like plus sixty damage for. Eight adrenaline. It's kind of balanced that mm-hmm. way, right? Because you get the same net effect for your adrenaline spent. Mm-hmm. But the shadow steps, you can't really quantify that because position is huge in the game. And by being able to just shift your position from one end to the other, that's just a crazy advantage. It's not something you can really just balance with a 30-second cooldown skill. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You um, can tell, uh, like, they were intending people to be able to just hop into the fray and get out and keep doing that. But it just didn't quite work out like they wanted it to. Right. Well, not only that, but it ended up breaking GBG really, really badly. Yeah. Being able to do that kind of thing, and that also kind of brings up to another problem I have with the with the Guardian is that they are straddling so many roles within the party. I mean, I think the decision the players are going to make between being at the front line and dealing damage, and maybe uh, being a little bit further back and supporting their squishier party members are going to mean that they're actually pretty ineffective a lot of the time. You're going to be moving around the battlefield a lot to try and deal out your AoE protections. Uh, I think you're actually going to find that if you're in a party, you're doing so much that you actually don't contribute to the damage at all. And on your own, I feel like you're going to be a little bit too um, weak to actually take on the solo stuff. Uh, comes basically like gnawing at a bone for ages to try and break it. You know, you can't really do it very well. Well, what they revealed with the Guardian is that you will have various... Okay, in many games, when you have like a Paladin-like class, which is kind of like what the Guardian is, you have... You always... It comes back to auras. You have this area of effect skill that gives everyone a power-up or gives enemies a... I don't know, a curse or a depower-up. Mm-hmm. Guardian's handling this pretty well. Yeah, debuff, but I don't know. Anyway, so... Well, I've never um, played a paladin in anything, yeah. so I'm really, really in the dark here. And I think okay, that's, so that's, that's it's like a passive benefit so long as you have it out, and there's like no thinking involved. So long as people are near it, they have it. Right. Okay. So it's okay. going to be what the virtues are slightly going to be like. Right. Except virtues, there is a catch. You will have a passive effect on you, which will be this aura. Mm-hmm. So let's say aura of burning. Each of your attacks will inflict the burning condition on people. However, you can also give it to all your friends and thus lose it yourself. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a bit less powerful when your friends use it, and it'll cance- make it so you can't benefit from that aura for a short period of time so it's balanced. Yeah. But yeah. it has- gives a lot more um, part- it gives a lot more focus. For example, when you're talking about how the Guardian is not going to be able to play that much into damage, well, with these virtues, it seems like there's a lot more potential for that because you can give yourself the offensive virtue and then activate it on all your friends while they're doing stuff. I thought um, I read that you would have all three of you on, on you at the same time and then you just choose to pop one of them off to other people at a time. I'm not sure. It, that th- would sound like the way to go, though. I thought that was what I read somewhere. I didn't think that you had to choose which one that you were using. I thought you just had them all and then you could just move them off to other players as you wanted them to, which I think will probably mean that people will end up weaving it, because I think one of them has a lot shorter recharge time than the other two, so start yep. just like weaving the various things around. 
So, yeah. Yep. But yeah. I was overall, I was very, very pleased with what I saw, especially to see um, things like shield, um, shield absorption coming back and Aegis. And the rework of um, Ray of Judgment sounds absolutely fantastic. Wait, they have Ray of Judgment coming back? Yes, they do. Um, instead of the Jesus Ray effect, what it's going to do is like um, chain lightning to an area and at the same time offer protection to any of your allies that are inside that area. So, um, taking it back to Heroes of Newarth, um, the Demented Shaman character uh, from Dota, well, yeah, Demented Shaman in um, Heroes of Newarth, they, he's, his ultimate is like a with big storm cloud that weakens um, enemies and buffs allies. It's going to be exactly like that, and it sounds really, really good. I hope that's their elite skill, because that sounds epic. It really does. Mm-hmm. So my mute key didn't work just now, did it? No. Because nope, I coughed. Dirty bastard. Yeah. Alright. Be on well, a different channel, it's fine. It's great to know that Jesus Beam is coming back. But it's not Jesus <laughs> Beam anymore. Jesus <laughs> Lightning. <laughs> I don't know, it's not going to have the same effect. So, in reference to all the times that I said, oh, I'm going to play this profession, I will honestly say this will be the first one that I'm going to try, without a doubt. Yeah. I'm wondering, yeah. I, am I don't know what Guardians. race to go with. When I saw the Char Guardians in those pictures, Man, that was just, I don't know. I wasn't really into that. The heavy armor on the char looks a little bit odd. The problem yeah. is that what I find with the, yeah, exactly. There's a lot more, there's a lot of it's, uh, it looks like it's just, um, a ragtag piece of armor that was strapped together because it couldn't find something its size. Yeah. I- I'm wondering if it's all like the helm just armor look hideous. Just... I'm just going to say that right now. Arena Net, what the hell? <laughs> also, those shields. Feeling... What's with those, those wing shields? They're everywhere. Stop it. Yeah, exactly. I hate those. <laughs> they aren't that good. Please just, give, please, just give me a Roman Tower shield. I'll be happy. <laughs> I like the idea of wing-themed shields. Just oh, the ones yeah. they had there were a little bit meh. And they looked a little bit tiny. They looked like they were made I for think, Azura. Yeah. I think with these Agreed, videos, think, like, they're holding back a little bit in terms of, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're giving you basically sure the crap that stuff, drops obviously. off the scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some scale walking around in the river. You kill them and you get that stuff. I, I don't know if animals are going to drop armor in Guild Wars 2. That's, that's kind of weird, but um, it's weird. yeah, so we'll go into dungeons, and I bet if they showed us armor from dungeons and stuff, we'd be like, oh, Well, we have it. seen some, because we saw some in the the costume stuff that came up with the whole transmutation stone thing. Yeah, and that I believe... Be, that can be used for anything, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of people that needed to change their pants when they saw those that artwork, too. Tiger. <clears throat> oh, and you me. too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the, Man, the amount of plant... Soiled underwear. Although the amount of plant-related armor that's come out of ArenaNet lately, they need to get a new theme to work on, I think. That's just my opinion, though. <laughs> so, this has me... I guess this is speculation. I could move this into speculation. But we will slate talk and discussion of what we think the schedule will be for profession reveals after this. Should we just go into speculation? Let's take that as a yes. Let's Fine! Let's the sky will be blue. I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this I game. I heard the normal really tall. That's just speculation. Alright, so, um, I guess since I brought it up, let's just talk about that real quick. What do you guys think the profession reveal schedule is going to become? One every two. I have an 11% chance of getting this right. <laughs> Well, let's also bar speculation upon how 
PC gamer and the likes of them are going to influence it. <clears throat> it was only by a week. I would say not by much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I expect the next professional release to be sort of March sort of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, I reckon so. Because April, I think they'll be making more of a big deal about um, the sixth birthday. I have the sneaking feeling. Make much of a big deal out of the fifth birthday. I don't know. And I thought fifth was a lot more, was a much bigger milestone. That's a good point. That's a good point. But I think um, Embark Beach is meant to be coming up for the sixth birthday. That's what I figured too. I think. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I seem to remember seeing something somewhere. Oh, quote me on this. I believe it's going to happen. It okay. sounds like exactly that's something that would occur on the sixth birthday. They said that they're working on it and they're getting it done. It's going to be after the Dervish profession reveal, or not pro- profession reveal, the Dervish update. <laughs> if that's a profession reveal, Dervish are coming back. Shit, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and if yeah. that's incorrect information, John Stummy. Get back on. Tell us the real deal. You know what to do. Yeah. Um, I, I actually need to email him. I'm slacking there. But um, I Seriously. think what's going to happen is if I look at how things panned out before, um, before they kind of had this lull in information recently, there was like every two weeks or something, they were revealing a profession. But there were also times there where they were revealing game mechanics like traits yeah. and stuff like that. I'm wondering if they're going to re-strike up this whole hype machine by having two or three weekly profession reveals. And then there's going to be plenty of time after that before the game releases, but there's so much, like, as far as game mechanics go that they could still reveal that they may not feel like they've exhausted everything. Uh, see, I think well, they'll certainly like- give us more to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think they're more likely to weave in uh, things about uh, crafting and uh, the auction house and extended um, stuff in amongst the profession reveals. If nothing else, it gives them more time to work on the professions, which obviously aren't ready yet, um, even though there was the biggest hint or confirmation uh, dropped in uh, the one of the interviews about uh, the assassin making return. So I have to eat my words there. Nom nom. Yeah, speaking of that. That was something that I don't remember who else was with them, but Stewie Flanham confirmed that there will be an assassin type profession. But yes. he said assassin at type. This so point, we- at this point, Spiritheim is holding up her Tonka truck, saying, "Yeah." <laughs> is that <laughs> is it Spiritheim or Hime? I think it's. I don't know. I'm just gonna call it Heim. I just. I saw this. I saw this anime named My Hime, and it was spelled like that. So I guess that's where I got it from. But might be. Who knows? Uh, she can uh, she can give us her uh, feedback on that if she wants. I'm sure we won't listen, but it's because we're when a very attentive we... guild. No, we never do. Right? What were we talking about? Oh, the assassin type thingy, Majigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was excited to hear that because that will be good competition for the first profession that I will make, and I make that may make that second. You know it. I'm really big on the support and all, but there's probably going to be at least one flavor of support for every profession or close to every profession. That's yep. a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. So there, there very well could be some profession out there that's mainly like control oriented or something. But I mean, the one support that they do have, I'm going to be like, oh, yes, please. I think that'd probably be the Necromancer, to be honest. Necromancer seems yeah. to be great at crowd control, and I'm loving Fear. Fear sounds fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you're, I'm more... you're gonna say that you're gonna say that now, but when you're gonna, gonna have it used on you in a guild versus guild, you're gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And if 
Well, it depends on people using it. If they use it right, then I'll be swearing. Otherwise, I just go, right. you just screw yourself over, you idiots. <laughs> so long as it's not maintainable, and if it is, and if people chain it, then there's diminishing returns. I'm fine. Yeah. But if you can, if you keep someone locked down forever, then ah, it's stupid. It's not even locked down. You make them run away from you. Okay. So you have to be, in order for it to be of advantage, you have to be out of position yourself. Okay. So they can give us fear, but if they do give us fear and then give us something called bro storm, you better not make them <laughs> immune to it. Dude. Yeah, dude, we were given warriors and we're given guardians. Bro storm's making a comeback. Ugh. I would, I would end this podcast if anything like bro storm showed up. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You would roll it and get easy guild versus guild points or whatever it is that they're going to tr- track success rates. That's possible. Yeah, yeah, you're probably going to. I mean, like with what was it like? Streamline level ups, go for it. The, they'll introduce some kind of a, a bro storm, and I'll be shouting, Death Grip him! Oh, wait, sorry. Anyway, let's talk about something else. We're bleeding into that oh, game. Oh, it's again. that game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting to see what the eighth profession is going to be. I'm really excited looking at the Mesmer rework. I think that's probably going to be where I end up going after Ranger, but I want to know what the eighth one's going to be. So. Yeah, that, that, I can't see how the Mesmer's are not going to blow our minds. It can't be a rehashing of what it was. They already do that in Guild Wars 1. Mm. Oh yeah, they did. Just put it out there. The whole interruptions and fast casting doesn't seem to be as viable yeah, an option. So it's no, not but the hand illusion hand. and domination, instead of using hexes, using conditions. Um, illusions, I still want to see a lot of illusion work because I think that'd be amazing just to see in the battlefield. It just like stuff like simple things like snares, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they basically said they're replacing all hexes with different conditions, so there might be Good. sort of fifteen, twenty different conditions now. Um, but there won't be hexes. Hexray was retarded. Hexes, I think, retarded. didn't work as well. Retarded. <laughs> it was. It was tarted again. Yes. Sorry, I interrupted you, Tosh. What it's happens right. when you release three games with power creep and mm-hmm. multiple elite hexes that can be maintained on multiple people? Yeah. I mean, the main problem with hexes and conditions is that you have to take counters to both, and mm-hmm. that just means that your bar ends up getting crowded. If you've only got to take Probably. Having you know, only going to have one way of getting rid of conditions, then at least that alleviates the problem. The problem is that there were more hexes. There were more hexes that could be applied than hex removal. Yes. Yeah. So like you had like, and then there were cover hexes. So right after you place your elite hex on someone, Mm -hmm. you can throw a really fast charging other hex on the guy, and there was nothing you could they could do about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with the. the summonable weapons that the Guardian has now been revealed to yep. be able to have. It makes me start to think about what the Mesmer is going to be. Like, we talk about them being the blue lantern type, but is it really there's going to be a purple lantern and the Guardian is just our first taste of what this whole summoning of stuff from the Ether is going to be all about? Like, they summon a weapon. Actually, you, you know when you said that you gave us, the, you told us about the weapons, right? The weapons, if you can control them and tell them to attack other targets, it could also help alleviate the whole damage thing that we were talking about earlier with guardians. You know, when they're moving around, they're not mm-hmm. infor- contributing to damage. That's true. Well, that's a, that's a solution there. Although have I to, have uh, renamed uh, Hammer of Wisdom sucks. Double Slap. It's now called <laughs> Double Slap. Because in the videos, it... it's just like, spack, spack. I would rather have called it Devastating Hammer of Wisdom. No, well, actually, yeah, that would have been a better name of it for it. But or Hammer still Bash. Like... Come on, you got to bring Hammer Bash back. <laughs> yes. That's true. That's true. The MC Hammer. Can't touch us. Don't, 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 don't. 
Stop. Okay. <laughs> Double slap. Whenever I go to take a shower, Uriah always tries to follow me in. So I'll turn around at the door and it'll be all, stop. Shower time. And then I'll close the door on him. And then he cries. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Good times we had there. Um, okay, so... Uh, let's also talk about role focuses. What do you think the um, remaining professions that will come? What is okay? So ArenaNet has shown us now that not everybody is just you know has the same Last roles camp. available to them. Yeah, some of them are more focused towards support. Others are probably going to be more focused toward c- control. And I'm wondering who that's going to be because I don't think I've seen it yet. Maybe the Necro, but I think the I think the Sin, the Assassin guys, are going to be very c- control oriented actually. I think and, I'm likely um, to be damage, actually, personally. Well, yeah, that's what, you think. that's what you think when you call it an assassin. You don't think, oh, he's just going to, you know, hold him down for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, you the play, president got assassinated. Know, oh, so, oh, so you mean someone trapped him? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was a, that was a dumb thing that I said just now. Never mind, I take that back. But And then, there's, of course, there's the one profession we don't even know a thing about at all. Mm-hmm. I have my hopes Except on the engineer. That'd be so cool. That seems to be the popular vote. Because I mean, it sounds like something that you know you have like a gun and you can customize it because you're, you know you're an engineer, right? Then you, yeah. you just rename it engineer to something else that would sound cool. Because obviously that doesn't sound very sexy. Oh no, like for lay down s- traps, whatever. So for the Mesmer and the Assassin, then I I guess we're all agreeing now that they're going to be damage oriented. The Assassin, but what about the Mesmer? That's too hard to. Tell. I reckon that's going to be control. It's, it's going to be it's going to be a damage class. They're all going to be damage classes, but if the arena is creative, they're going to um, produce different avenues for these classes to deal damage. So mm-hmm. the the Guardian has weapon spells. He, they have group synergy with the virtues. The Warrior is just muscle and iron. But they had the banners as well. Yeah, and the banners. I feel that that's going to have play a more secondary role to the whole hack and slash bit of the warrior. Yeah, absolutely. But it does. Have, my point was yeah. that it has some kind of group assistance. In Probably that. yes. Um, Elementalist, um, herp to derp. We all know what that they're going to do. <laughs> uh, necromancers, minions. Probably there's going to be like plague and nasty conditions that they're going to inflict on people. You know, mm-hmm. same old, same old. Something I just thought about is um, the whole synergy between the various different professions and their skills. I wonder what the um, Hammer of Wisdom will do when it comes up against some fire. Turn into oh. a fiery ha- Hammer big, of Wisdom. Big fireball being thrown over across the field, maybe? Maybe. Maybe a big fireball? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I guess we've worn that out. Um... One question I think people are going to be asking is, what's the difference going to be between a warrior and a guardian, and why would I even roll a warrior now? I'm, I'm guessing that question. the warrior is going to be a lot more martially capable than a guardian. For example, a warrior, he's going to rush in, throw you down to the ground, and punch you, punch your face in. The guardian is just going to keep slapping you with his hammer and casting a weapon spell. I think in terms of solo play, I think if you're someone who likes to play solo a lot and actually be away from the crowds, I think a warrior might be a little bit better mm-hmm. for you to roll. Um, but if you're more likely to stay playing with people or around other people, I think you'll find that Guardian might be a little bit more interesting to play. Although yep. you're going to have a lot to try and juggle, micromanage, etc. Yep. A little bit of micro. I like the micro. 
when I play on my micro machine. Who was that guy? Do you remember that guy in the old micro machines commercials? I may be showing my age here. Who had the mustache? No. But no. I do remember uh, having micro machines as a kid. I have the micro natural. machines for Mega Drive. Hmm. All right. Well, I was, someone's like, what is he talking about? Some 70s porn star or what? <laughs> Maybe. Alrighty. So, uh, let's talk about some Guild Wars Awesome. I'm trying to find my, I'm trying not to use my mouse because it, it's all clicky and loud. I'm just going to do it. Pro, or, we're not doing pro tips, we're doing this. As a new player to Guild Wars. Oh, Togo, I just want to get through this already. Shut up! Alright, uh, today's, uh, Togo's Soapbox. We're asking, why is this game so easy? I hit max level so fast. Common misconception of the newbie. I'm already max level. What? So I'm done? That's the game has only started. Yeah. <laughs> the whole leveling thing in Guild Wars is, it almost seems unnecessary at times. Yeah, I know. Me. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't mind that it's there. It's so fast. Who gives a crap? But, yeah. And it does, it works well for your first time in because you're a low level. It makes the easy things challenging enough for a newbie. Honestly, it feels it, like it's like a portal from like older game concepts to Guild Wars. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we're going through levels, and you know what? This is pretty shitty, so here, just play the game as it should be played. Yeah. <laughs> except except when you're in Prophecies, it's a little more Yeah, then it's out. like, ha, 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 suffer. <laughs> yeah, you think you're done, don't you? Actually, in another well, actually, couple we have days... Actually, story arcs make any sense at all. Yeah, in another couple days, you can maybe get your attribute points, if you've got the time. It took me three years to get those, by the way. I should I stop making fun of my roots... No, we. Oh, I love Ben. I, I I didn't make the comment that you know that is like the best quality call we've ever gotten. The one that we got from Ben. It has yes. background music and he he just said things I didn't agree with, the bastard. Yes, I had a lot of fun doing the video for it as well. Just, yeah, yeah. Just upset that the rest video. of the call was a bust. Yeah. Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Anybody who heard the last episode and who's going, I never got to see the video of that one. Yeah, it, it busted. It was. Um, first half of the show didn't even record. Well, it, yeah. it crashed, I should say. Yeah. Um, we're taking a different approach, so fingers crossed it won't happen this time. Fingers crossed. Indeed. Uh, if I get enough time, I might see if I can reverse engineer the uh, video and make it work, but otherwise, if I might release the second half of the call, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But anyway, but going to... back to the soapbox thingy, I always view the leveling process in Guild Wars as actually being the sort of tutorial area. I know pre searing kind of has that role in Prophecies, but yeah. I kind of view it that um, the level from 1 to 20 is you getting to know your class, what it can do, and what your position in a team should be, and that once you've done that, then you're really ready to start getting into the challenges and learning extra skills and etc. etc. You know, the leveling process on a Paragon... That's when I get annoyed, because mm. they are so reliant upon how many people receive their shouts and chants. Yeah, and all you can That's party true. up with those four people, so you're like, Ugh. oh, that was painful. I have never had a level twenty paragon, and I hate to say it's mostly because of that. And also, I don't like showing a midriff as a dude. It's weird. Yeah, they have gold nipples. It's weird. I have, I have never seen. Have that. you seen Fen's paragon? By the way, for those of you who don't know, I'm sorry <laughs> that it's an inside <laughs> joke. Speaking of the pink. For those of yeah. you who don't know, Fend has a pink paragon. Was it like a pink beard? 
His beard is pink? It's another notice. white. I wouldn't be surprised. Where's the cat? He has his navel showing. <laughs> and he's dressed in pink, and he has like the the nightfall um, special dance. So his hands are sparkly when he's dancing. New segment for relics of war: badass of the week. Today it's Finn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Last week it was Tony and his amazing balls. No, oh, yeah, that whole thing. So uh, yes, what was what were we talking about? Oh, so um, yeah, max level. Not even close to the end of the game. If you're new and you just hit max level. Congratulations, you've just started playing Guild Wars. Um, the, the goals of this game that should be spelled out for you are you want to beat the campaigns. That way you can go to all the skill trainers in that campaign and actually get all the skills so you can start doing all of the builds. Then after you've done that, you might want to focus on title. I'm not big on titles, but you can. Or what you can do is you can start uh, trying to do like the elite areas, such as oh, choking, Domain of Anguish, Underworld, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of good ones to do. I like the deep. I've come to really like that place. I've started going to DOA. Welcome to the machine. Yes. So, is, yeah, or no, you can do PvP, which is what you were originally meant to do, and then, yep. you know, they kind of That was the original endgame people. Yeah. That's true. And on that note, support for it was terrible. On that note, um, did anyone notice this week that uh, on the notice page of Guild Wars, they've actually started pimping the MAT uh, commentary stuff? Oh, they have? Yeah, there was a link to the Guild Wars Guru thread about the uh, GBG Matt commentary final stuff. Nice. So, yeah, that's really good to see. That reminds me, I, I don't remember who it was, but someone on Facebook asked us for comments on the ladder reset. Oh, yes. Um, from what I've been, I don't know how... Um, Tasha, you did some GBG before. Mm-hmm. Do you know how ranking is calculated? And if you um, don't GBG for a while, does your rank decay? Um, okay, there's rank and rating. Um, I always get them really confused, but I think rating is uh, starts off at a thousand for a guild, and you basically um, you gain rating if you beat someone who's higher level than you, and you lose it if you lose to someone who's lower level than you. So kind of um, like a chess game, basically. Yeah, it's like kind of like rating. that. Uh, so if you're constantly beating higher level teams, and you will climb up in rating, and that will also determine your rank, which is based on whoever the top, however many people it is that you, you know, in the ladder or what have you. Um, if you don't GVG for a while, your rank gets reset, and you don't appear in the ladder anymore, but your rating for your guild stays the same. Okay. So if you've tanked your rating, then you will, you know, you have to get it back or reform your guild. Um, So the ladder reset just sets everyone's rating back to 1,000. Okay, so it's not so much a worry about um, everyone's rating being all miscued for the first couple weeks. It's just about their, sorry, not their rating, um, their rank being miscued. It's about the rating being miscued for a couple weeks. It's like if you... If you're an active GVG guild, I don't think it'll actually make any difference to you. The only thing is if you have, if you tanked your rating to get, um, like, uh, better matchups in the Zyshin, um, in the ATs for the Zyshin coins, uh, and the betting that was happening, um, I think that's when it's going to affect you, I think. It won't actually because they removed that feature from the exactly, game. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
It used so, to be that they would play sort of a 12-week um, sort of series where they would mm-hmm. reset at the start and then basically play the way through. And at the end, they would alla- allocate prizes to the top, how many guilds it was. And then they'd reset it and start again or have a fun season in between. But now we've got okay. the, the automated tournaments. That's not necessarily how it works. Okay, so why do they want to reset the ratings? I've, if you know this. I don't know. I haven't actually read anything know. about it. Is it actually an official thing from ArenaNet, or is it just fans calling for it to be Um, I know set? that Regina actually posted and said, we're thinking of doing this, so please take this survey and say whether you support or don't support. The problem I have with this is that they're letting people who aren't even ranked vote, because it's not going to affect them, but they're being given a say about it. Now, I'm all for you know everyone having a vote and everything like that, but... You sh- I, I'm a big believer that you shouldn't comment on something and think that you're speaking with authority if you've never done this before and you've never done this before to that level. However, and- but the other side of this is that if you have joined a guild that is long established and you're looking at starting GBG again, if you're like re-relay down, then you're not going to get appropriate matches or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I think there's something to be said for everyone having a vote on it. Because I know that yeah. in Mist, I mean, we had a, a spell of about a year where we were really, really heavily into GVG, and we entered Guru's own tournament for that. And we had some really, really great guys who um, helped to sort of PVE players along and actually got us like converted over to PVP. But our rating is shit. It's really, really shit. And, if and we... you're not going to be able to find anyone of a, the right matchup. Well, basically. no, it's not even that. It's that people around our rating now are taking uh, sort of three henchmen okay. into, into the battles. I mean, I know we should be beating them, what have you, but it just feels like extra effort. You know, it's like, even if you're not getting proper matches, why would you keep fighting? You know? Okay. I see. So, I guess it, it kind of makes sense that other game had something just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what they really need to do... Every six months, they actually reset everything. So I think mm-hmm. if ArenaNet did do something where they reset it after a certain time, that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if no, I agree. Um, I mean, I reckon that everyone who's PvP-oriented is listening to me talking, is talking that girl's talking shit. And I will agree <laughs> that my knowledge of GVG is well outdated, and uh, it's not really my main focus. I just enjoy the format when I get the opportunity to play. But Let's see I, just how outdated. Do you remember Victory in de- or Death? Yes. All right. Yeah, that's pretty outdated. Well, no, but I've played since then. I played a few months ago. That was good. Okay. Um, I like Victory of Death. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun when you, you know... I remember Boomprop months. That's how long I've been playing GBG. It was into all conditions. Mm-hmm. Good times. Yeah. I miss oh, the Boom PV- props. PvP had a lot of representation there. I glossed over and started making faces. <laughs> I, I love PvP, I just haven't PvP'd in Guild Wars much recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, oh, so, it's kind of like PvPing, but not. I'm sorry, what? AB uh, Alliance Battles. Oh, God, but you have to wait an hour. Just do it on uh, Z-Coin days or, uh, or special weekends. That's usually when it's really popular. Do it with Pig oh, okay. if you can. They're awesome. Oh, yeah, do anything with Pig if you can. Shit. One thing you know about the, notor- the notorious PIG, they abuse the living hell out of Mark of Pain. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it works. It's awesome. Alright, so, uh, moving on. I got the whole radio voice going on here. This is the Relics of Our Podcast. Um, 
Can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro-tip sauce. Captain, uh, what be that? I didn't have my hand on the... I was doing the whole Mr. Burns thing. And... Yeah. Yep. Nice. You were in the moment. Anyway, I was in the moment. All right, so our pro-tips. Right. Pro-tip says, what to do after max level. So what things can you do? Well, we've kind of talked about that already. You can continue but... the storyline, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, since go you're visit, only a little ways in. Go visit Sorrow's Furnace, because it's really, really nice, and I think underrated. And on the way in, kill the Yak Slapper. Yes, yes. I have you, to find a I, home for the Yak Slapper, actually. I have one going to Or, if you don't want to, what is it, hurt yourself while playing a game, you can do something else than Sorrow's Furnace. Stupid place. <laughs> you don't like it, then I take it. I hate it. It's, so, it's not how I would uh, design a high-end area. Both in rewards given, time spent in the area, and challenges faced. I agree, the rewards for it are kind of crappy. Unless you're going for the mini mower. Unless you it love really experience is. and you want to get 1,337 skill points. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think needs to be a goal. I'm all for set people setting their own goals, to be honest. Uh, I've, mm -hmm. I've got God Walking and I still play the game, but I'm trying to get God Walking now on a character that doesn't die. So I currently have a monk that has, I think, 11 max titles and 4,000, 4, sorry, 4 million experience that still hasn't died. Um, really? Pretty, That's pretty awesome. It's my personal project at the moment is to get her to 30 uh, max titles. When you get her to 30, fine. you should get roll an assassin with the same condition. <laughs> I already have an assassin, so no, that's not happening. <laughs> you know what they should do? Delete it all again. <laughs> no, she's been around since the start of factions. No. Wait for, for Guild Wars birthday, then delete it all again. <laughs> <laughs> what they should do for Guild Wars Two is uh, make it so the API can interface with some website like called Guild Wars Two Horse dot com. And what you Horse? do is, yeah, and it keeps track of things that you've accomplished, and you can you can like set a specific parameter, and if you meet that then uh, a person gets that title. So it's kind of like playing a game of horse, right? you got to do what this person said to do. And people would use this site as kind of the user-based titles program. And, and so no one cool. could ever criticize the titles that they chose because they'd be like, meh, go to guildwars2horse.com. It's their fault that that one's stupid. Because I think it would be a lot cooler if you, they tracked how many wins you had in Random Arena as opposed to tracking the points. I think it's just so stupid how in Random Arena you aren't rewarded for winning 80% of your matches. Yeah, I agree with that. But as, for having looked at the uh, titles, uh, or rather the achievements panel in Guild Wars 2 that was in the demo, I think they're doing things a lot differently now. Good, because those title things are so 2005. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. But yeah, that is the thing about Soros Furnace, speaking of that, is it's it's got prophecy syndrome. You had to be there yep. when it was released to really appreciate it the way that so many people do. Yeah, I was. I was. Not, I kind of like talking it, but... about. You do get a statue if you hold a monuments for doing it, though. I think. Yep. Yeah. You do get a statue. Okay. So you know, if you want to, if you're like one point statue away from getting that one break point you need for thirty hollow monuments points, do Sorrow's Furnace because even though it's going to be slapstick boring, at least you don't have to roll max another title, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a rehashing, if anybody doesn't know what that hollow monuments thing is about, go look up. Hall of Monuments Calculator in Google. I have to burp. <laughs> Hope that was pleasant for all of you. <laughs> that was an epic burp. I'm going to go with 9 out of 10. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> it was lacking on length. That was it. Yeah. Well, you know. I, I can't have too, too much, much of a good, good thing. thing. That's true. <laughs> 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 but 
But yeah, the Hall of Monuments calculator, what it does is it's uh, something Arena Net set up, and it, it takes a feed from your characters in Guild Wars. Awesome. And if you get 30 points for the various titles that they have available to you, you actually get various items in Guild Wars 2 for it. I know we've talked about this before, but some people may have just started tuning in, so... It's actually funny. I've been getting, like, tells from people who haven't ever heard of the Hall of Monuments getting updated yet. And it's not because they have just, like, logged in after, like, a six-month hiatus or anything like that. Like, they've been actually actively playing, but they haven't been given that information. Wow. Yeah. I don't I don't know what I've been doing, but I've been gaining points past 30. I think I'm only at 32. Yeah. But I'm not doing anything. I get in the guild hall, and I just talk my ass off. I don't really? understand. I think, I think they're giving you. I think they're just taking pity on you. Yeah, somebody. I'll just me. just give this guy points. I don't know where. Put it on accounts <laughs> receivable. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a funny. You know, it was um, it was a funny accounting story. Um, these two fellas, they had to balance like the, their books for like the year. And for those of you who don't know, that's like serious business, right? Mm-hmm. For uh, people in business. So anyway, they're like looking at it. They're like, where should we put this? Because uh, it didn't balance out. They they made several mistakes, and it's not like you could just like go in there and fix a thousand mistakes in a company. So like, just put it in retained earnings. Don't worry, no one will look. Retained earnings, for those of you who don't know, is what you'd put all the stuff that you're not spending, all the profit that you make in a year. You're not spending it on other people or the company. You're just keeping it there. I worked out. And place by doing that, the- and by doing that, that's pretty bad, by the way, because you're making your company look like it's more successful than it actually is. <laughs> I worked at a place where they called that mojo money. Once. <laughs> mojo money? Yeah, mojo money. And everybody knew about what mojo money was. Right. So it was kind of like, yeah, we're going against the grain, and we like it. Okay, so uh, I guess that's pro tips then. There's a lot of things you can do after max level. You know, get all the skills. Yeah. I highly recommend that so you can get all the builds off PVX Wiki. And then go do all the elite areas, do some PVP, uh, check Skype for what the heck people are chatting about. And, uh, yeah, so we got some emails. We got an email from Iceclave this week who, uh, he says, Hello, Relics team, Iceclave here. I just had a thought about how PvP may work. In Alliance Battles in Guild Wars Classic, the objective is to capture points and kill the enemy. What if instead of giving each player a number of potions or putting potion, putting potions on the map, they scattered shine, shine, shrines on the map? There's a couple typos. A team could capture these shrines and they would slowly feed the players on that team energy or give the play a skill, a player skill with a long recharge time to spike up their energy. The number of shrines controlled would increase the energy giving per, given per second or spike of the skill. The scoring would still be based on skills or another object. This would make a large scale, big map, big mapped PvP match much more tactical and require planning and organization. Well, it's just an idea of what they could be doing with PvP. What do you guys think about this? You should be sending this information into Isaiah Cartwright, because he's the guy who's actually, like, doing all the experiments and everything. And I'm very sure he's been very open with the community. He would love to hear your feedback. Yes, indeed. He is on Twitter, if you don't know how to get hold of him by email. Exactly. He's very very open to feedback. Yes. I have noticed that. And and if you accost him at conventions, he's quite forgiving. He's kind of Just don't mention Spider's Boon. We're not going to talk about Spider's Boon. (laughs) (laughs) He also said, P.S. Relics of War rocks the GW and GW2 community. Well, of course. That, that wasn't Sweet. Isaiah, by the way. That was Team Iceclave. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Izzy would say that. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That would be really cool. Mm. But no. I'd like to hear Stewie he, say it. Yeah, Relics of War podcast. Uh, pretty good. Pretty cool. 
Pretty good for the community. Yep. On the whole. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, this one comes from... I gotta go to the bottom here. From Ricardo... Wait. Let me screw that up. Ricardo Delmeda. So he's actually Portuguese, so I'm probably saying that wrong. Anyway. I think he says that here. First of all, thank you for answering my last email. Second, you'll have a field day with my name since it's me again. Ricardo Almeida. And he does a little sticking out the tongue emote. So, the question. Where the hell is the Dervish patch? Seriously, any information on it, Mr. Stumming? I'll answer that, also, after that after your call, by the way. Oh, you have some insight. Very nice. Also, what do you want or expect from it? Lastly. Oh, wait, let's talk about that real quick. What do you want or expect from that? Okay, I expect Dervishes to be power creeped up the yin-yang, probably not to the point where the Mesmer, Mesmer is, but then again, the Mesmer is a spellcaster, and we all know that melee pretty much rules guild wars when it comes to damage, mm-hmm. so Renan has to be on their toes when they balance them. Um, what I expect, um, this is some stuff that's been leaked from the test crew, apparently. Don't quote me on this. There are planned changes on the skill or of Holy Might, so that its duration or its effect is linked to mysticism in some way so that other professions can't use a scythe as effectively as a dervish. There's, mm. There are planned avatar changes, because right now the avatars are kind of meh. Apparently, scythes are getting an overhaul in terms of effect and number range, apparently. Don't quote me on this. The number range, that would be interesting number, to like, see. Yeah, exactly, because they they're thinking about... The idea right here is that the scythe is a crazy spike ability, and it's on a melee class. So if they're going to balance this class, they have to address that issue. Now here's some other stuff that we don't really know all that much about, but it's been planned and tested up by the test crew, apparently. Flash enchantments. We have no idea what that means, but that it's what they're probably going to be called. And we're thinking that it'll be instant cast enchantments, kind of like how you can activate a stance whenever you want, even when you're casting another skill. Ooh. Um... One thing they're going to do to alleviate adrenaline or energy problems on dervishes is to add adrenaline costs to certain dervish skills, most likely scythe attacks. That'd be very interesting. Make, it'll make it so that there's a bit more of a warrior feel to the dervish, so that all that damage doesn't come immediately, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of pacing. Um, mysticism is definitely getting an improvement, probably either functionality or just through numbers. At the very least, they're probably going to remove that um, health gain on enchantment end, because that was silly. Mm-hmm. Um, many skills, and I'm saying many skills, receive a complete rework in functionality. This was quoted by J- John Stummy on his, uh, I think it was on the wiki, I believe, on the official wiki. So they're not just getting a number adjustment, they're actually getting completely different functionality. And to feed into this, they're adding new utility to many of the skills. So the long duration of this patch is kind of justified. It sounds like. That's a huge um, Well, the thing is that people think, oh, the Mesmer update occurred in May, so there, and there go, it's been like, what, eight, ten months since the, since any word has been said about the Dervish updates. That's not entirely true. First of all, ArenaNet kind of shuts down during the holiday season because a lot of things occur during, like, a lot of events and a lot of programming they have to add to the game during that time, so they don't have all that much time to work on other things. Second... During December, they released Guild vs. Guild changes. Over a period of months, actually, they released Guild vs. Guild changes, and that was basically their skill update. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like the Dervish changes will be worth it in the end. My personal mm-hmm. experience of playing Dervish has been that it's very, very frustrating to play them because you have to have so many enchantments up, and they take so long to cast. 
and they're and not even worth it half the time. Well, yeah, but if you don't have them, then you're not effective. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's. I think it sounds like they're going to be worth the changes. I'm very interested to see what they're actually going to do to scythes themselves, especially seeing as if you take the um, the number ranges and the time uh, between attacks of every single weapon, they all even out to be exactly the same number. Um, yeah. So they can't do that much with the scythe, otherwise it's going to become overpowered. But it'd be well, interesting right to now, do what they're going to see what they're going to do with it. Right now, the scythe, if you take the number range and compare it to hammers, they actually pull out below hammers. Yeah, but they attack faster than hammers do. That's mm, what I'm saying. No, actually, they have the same attack speed. Really? Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Yep. I thought they had they were slightly faster. But also, I have to remember, scythes can hit more than one enemy at the same time. Yeah. There are some attack skills for scythes that actually hit more quickly, and you'll notice that because they're that's like the only class that actually has those abilities, except for assassins. Right. So yeah, I can see where some people may have you know made a mistake here or there. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's yeah, like, so- oh, talking about dervishes. Fuck, I want to keep talking in that accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be if what you're talking about is true. Then the critical scythe assassin. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely it's going to get weakened. I can see that. Actually, it doesn't totally cripple it, though. No, no. Hmm. If it rely on an aura of holy might, it won't cripple it that much. Or if it did, it'll cripple it. But I think it, there's, it's still going to be there. It just won't be as effective as a dervish using it. Yeah. I hardly ever use it anyway. It just seems like I can do more with the onion blossom. So uh, he also says, lastly, a challenge. Since you like to talk and have fun with other languages, I do like to talk. That's true. I thought I should also write this email in in my language. Yeah, so he is, which is Portuguese. And I always thought Portuguese was a little more like German, but what I'm reading here is not. No, it's not at all. It's more akin to Spanish. Up. Yeah, that's no, what I was Brazil. I'm thinking of Brazil, but they speak Portuguese in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Look, when I when they I was in Spanish class, Brazil. true, and they also have better fuel efficiency. But um, we had a foreign exchange student in my Spanish class. And I remembered asking him, why are you even in here? I mean, you can speak Spanish. And he goes, no, we actually sound more German. So that's where I got that impression from. I guess he just didn't know what he was talking about because the first line in what he says, he says, so, Miss Ryan, if you care to have a try, be my guest. We'll see how far I can get along in this because the way things are spelled in Portuguese is so much different. Like, it might even sound exactly the same, but it's weird to me. Anyway, first thing is, hola otra vez. Well, that's Spanish sounding. But then the whole thing from there is like, what the crap? Antes de mai, mais, obrigado por terem respondido a meu, meu, ultimo email. Uh, he said something about his last email, so before, oh, you know what, he's just, he's restating exactly what he said before yeah. in English. Oh. De segunda, vai te, de, I can't even do it. De vertir com amo nom visto que sue de novo. Ricardo Almeida. That part we know. <laughs> Por tanto, a pergunta. Pergunta. That, see, it's so weird to me, because that would be pregunta in Spanish. Maybe he's saying he's pregnant. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. He's I think pregnant I with, I'm thinking a patch about the dervish. Yeah, yes, exactly. Very good. Gestation period. Has been <laughs> nine months. Right, so, uh, yes. Ponte leyes esta el patch dos dervish. I could do the kind of Spanish my dad says. Yeah, muchachas, why muchachas? <laughs> I love that. I'm like, yes, dad, why? That's exactly what he said. Por tanto, señor, Ryan, say, es de veras. Anyway, BS. I've got some Italian to read later. 
because Carlo yeah. challenged me. So I'm sorry I failed miserably at that because, well, you've proven that I can't speak Portuguese. Have fun. I hope to hear your results. Also, great show. Thank you for keeping the high quality that's ever present. Hopefully, that has been reestablished this episode as compared to last with the ushering out of cats and fuzz getting in my eyes. So, big hug to everyone. Keep up the good work. And do consider continuing once Guild Wars 2 is out, even if it's just discussing your misadventures on Tyria. Thank you, Alex Vor, Ricardo de Almeida. Okay. The game sucks. Well, I don't have any intention of going anywhere once Guild Wars 2 is out. No, no, I, I kind of plan to play. Well, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> no, to stop doing this podcast. Guys, I don't know Me why I even signed up. Much respect. We're, man, my web host is going to crap a rubber Twinkie when Guild Wars 2 comes out. <laughs> Can you film oh. it, please? Because I want to see that. <laughs> Blue host sitting there. Hurr! <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. hey guys, we're here for another video cast. <laughs> we're gonna We're going to upload one called Fire... Fiber.php. Anyway, um, <laughs> this one comes from Carlo. And he says, Ciao ragazzi, come state? Come state? I'm doing my best here, dude. <laughs> I'm going to say this <laughs> like a guy who's, I'm going to make the pizza, yeah? Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a half Italian, half English male for the joy of Ryan. Si esatto. Si, si esatto. I don't have a clue. Ora diventerai matto a tradurre tutto. I feel so stupid right now. Yeah, right. Now you're going to be crazy with all those translating. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing any translating of this. I got this for you. I want to give you guys some ideas about Il Guardiano. Well, I'm pretty sure I know what Il Guardiano is, so that's the Guardian. To me, it's a very human-related profession. I can hardly picture other races being one, lore-basing my thoughts, due to the Guardiano's holy feeling. A char, a norn, would hardly be effective holy magic users. Asuras are three feet tall and Silvari, I don't know, Silvari can just... <laughs> mettere, I don't know if two T's sounds different in Italian. Mettere lo, la loro testa nel terreno, terreno, god dang it, e inafiarsi. <laughs> I just butchered that one. I love the whole idea of the three virtues. I'd love to hear your opinions about the passive effect. Do you think that the passive effect, if not act if not activated by boost allies, will be permanent. I'm always afraid I'm going to be... I'm always afraid the next thing I'm reading is Italian. I'm thinking primarily about the health regeneration effect. Do you guys think it will last forever if not used to buff others? La Gomadea Machina. <laughs> so, God, there's even video of this crap. <laughs> okay, La Torta e Una Bugia. So he said something about tortillas. Another great thing about the Paragon, <clears throat> Il Grande Guardiano, no, equals Paragon 2.0. Hmm? I've got this on Google Translate at the same time. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I know it really wasn't about this. <laughs> <laughs> the cake is a lie. Anyway, oh, sorry. It is a factual inaccuracy. <laughs> okay, so it's Paragon 2.0. His weapon's choice. Being able to switch from a two-handed hammer, greatsword, to a scepter plus focus combination is just priceless. He can then fulfill two different roles, I should actually say two almost incompatible roles, a caster and a frontliner. We all know that Guild Wars 2 is heavy on this, and that every class will have the ability to play different roles depending on the need. But this is taking this whole thing to the next level. Can someone else try this part? I quasi bello come in... I don't know, come? Come? Yeah, come. I quasi bello come in realtà... What's this? 
Retasto. <laughs> Scrivendo uh, solo pas party. He just said party. Are you serious? Usare il tradutore. Ahaha. Si, esata. Stai perdendo tempo. Now I got some of that. Let's see. So, and how beautiful, it's as beautiful like, shit, I don't have this in mind. A big, a big shout, shout to everyone. I know Take care. It's a, it's a breed of dog. Very good. Carlo, P.S. When, when I said Paragon 2.0, I meant that, okay, he's heavily based on the prop monk, and okay, he has ritualist weapon spells, but Il Guardiano plays in the way the Paragon did, buffing and protecting allies in a very physical way. Yes, they're very physical. Don't worry, we won't hold you up to this really minor factual inaccuracy. <laughs> oh, they're not very physical? No, no, um, the fact that he said, he mentioned it was Guardian 2, it was Paragon 2.0, even though it seems heavily based on the prop monk and the ritualist weapon spells. Yeah. I think Ravius actually summed it up, like, the best, with all the, sort of, food metaphors, if anyone saw that. Let's hear it. I did not. Oh, hang on, I've got to bring it up now. Do they get to have their pie and eat it too? Um... Right. Let me read this, and then you can tell us what you find. Yeah. So, and being in the front midline, the game style and the feeling, it's much more similar to those you have while playing a Paragon. Did I say similar? I meant to say similar. I do not say similar. That's a bunch of crap. I hate that. Anyway, to those Nuclear. who have, yeah, or Major, it's not M-A-E, you numbskulls you yeah. have while playing a Paragon, than those who have <laughs> playing Guild Wars 1, Caster, Monk, Rip, Heavy Armor for the win. I just said that with such intonations that nobody could understand the damn thing he said. Right. Okay. The Guardian is the first brand new Guild Wars 2 profession, but it definitely owes most of its existence to past Guild Wars professions. For a Guild Wars player, a good way to describe the Guardian might be to call it a warrior steak with a side of monk potato and a small helping of richless carrots all covered in Paragon gravy. Unlike the monk, the Guardian's job is not to make red bars go up, and unlike Paragon, the Guardian will not have any physical ranged attack. You know, I hate that I just got hungry. Yeah. I yeah, did I'm read really that, and right then now. I was like, damn you. I got the munchies. But yeah, that blog post from Ravius is pretty good. And I also say congratulations to Carlo as well, because he's now got a blog spot on Talkteria. Carlo? Oh, really? Nice. Mm-hmm. There's Superman in the Guild Wars community? Kind of. What? Yes. Carlo. 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 I, I think she had a Skype makeup or something. I see where you went there. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be funny. I'm like, someone goes by Cal L. But uh, I mean, no, no, as in Carlo who wrote in, he's now writing for Talk yeah. No, I'm with you now. It's like, damn. Either that, or maybe Nicholas Cage's son wrote in or has been writing for us. <laughs> that is the apex of stupidity. What's your son's name going to be? Cal L. Really? Wow. Well, it could right, be so, worse than Zod. Yeah. That's true. Zod. Kneel before Zod. You ever seen that movie with Zod? I swear. Yes. He didn't want to rule the world. The frame flies into space. That's awesome. Yeah. He he didn't care about ruling the world. He just wanted everybody to kneel before him. That's all he ever talked yeah. about. Kneel Actually, before Zod. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Until the show's coming to a close. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. All right. We got no. Um, iTunes comments this week that I saw. I haven't checked today. And we got a call, but it was spam. Some guy basically saying we could help him sell real estate or some bullshit. You pay attention. Oh, we He's couldn't. an idiot. We're terrible. And I almost played it on the show. I almost played it on the show, but we have enough of the Tom Zang type people and Captain Martin Long. I think people, you know, 
enough inside jokes. So, Relix is also comp compiling, computing, <laughs> compiling a Guild Wars community list. So any Guild Wars online resources out there, get in touch with us. Send us a 180 by 180 JPEG that will be the little image for your post on the fan site listing, which you can find on the front page of relicsofore.com. Um, I was going to say something about this. Right. Izari has a community list also on talkteria.net. And guild, or gw2fans.com also has one. So that, that will be worth, uh, staying aware of, I guess. But, uh, we're relics of ore, so ours is super awesome. Just saying. Right. Someone keeps talking in Skype and I really want to see what's being said. I'm not gonna. I'm moving on. Our Guild Wars Guild is also recruiting. We're still recruiting. We only have one alliance spot left for guilds. So it's, it, the whole offer of just let us know and we'll add you that doesn't really stand anymore because we kind of we got to be a little more careful now from this point on. So sorry about and that. And don't say that your friend that your guild member of a guild member, a friend of a guild member or whatever oh. knows one of your people, and then you try and just bullshit your way through and thinking that it's an, that's enough of a reference for us. We'll we'll add people who we think and we'll add the last alliance spot based on you know. If you think we're cool, if you think you're cool guys, we know you got, and we know you in some way. Just don't BS us because it's not worth our time. Yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of drama about that. And it's super obvious, and we will make fun of you. Yeah. yeah, we'll probably put you on the forums and laugh at you. So if you want, if you guys are just like want to fool around, do that because <laughs> we'd like to see some classic uh, BS responses. <laughs> oh God, this will be good times. My ignore list is about to get stuffed. I have a feeling. Well, you only have 10 Dude, slots, so always... use them private. private? Oh, really? Use them well. Well, I always remove my ignore slots and remove my, like, whatever I have them on ignore every, like, week or so, because odds are I'm not going to see that person again. Yeah. Odds are they've stopped trying to contact you because they think they're on yeah. too good. Yes. So, that's that's a pro tip for you. Um. Mm -hmm. All right. So, moving on. What else was there? I do Can I do yep. uh, a bit of a promo? Yes. Okay, uh, so two things. Firstly, uh, kind of starting next week, uh, the guild meeting on Wednesday, 6 p.m. GMT. Um, we were doing a Guild Wars 2 roundup, so if you are just joining us and you haven't really done anything about Guild Wars 2 as yet, come join us. We all through February, we'll be going taking you through the races and the combat we know so far and basically getting you up to speed. Also, SI Radio is starting a community relations scheme. If you have a guild and you want to recruit or you have a blog or other fan site you want to promote, no matter what game it is, uh, get in contact with Spitpity Radio and we are basically doing a banner exchange in exchange for airtime, uh, so 30 second promo um, and also uh, in-game currency as well if you support our shows, we will pimp your outlet of choice so yes Very good. head to the SI Radio website for more information SIRadio.fm correct I should do a little thing for them you're listening to SI Radio We'd be much appreciated. We we like good audio stuff. The following stuff. program oh, is brought really? to you by <laughs> the, the following program. All right. So iTunes comments. Send us your iTunes comments. Also, we'll read them on the show. Those things help us to gain um, notoriety in the iTunes market. We realize that once Guild Wars Two releases, this is not going to even be necessary to ask for. And I'm not sure we'll be able to read all of them on the show at that point in time. But for now. And also, if you leave them on a separate market from the U.S., I don't have time to check them all. I check the U.K. and Australia and New Zealand sometimes. But for the most part, I just don't change Leave them on the U.S. if you can, people, because we can't sort through all of it. I, I don't mind if they... I, as long as you also send us an email and let us know that you, that's where true. you left one. 
you don't even have to copy it and send it. You, all you have to do is tell us, hey, there's one over on this market, and I'll go check it. Mm-hmm. So When Skill Wars 2 releases, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <I> keep up. <laughs> don't send the email, please. Don't send the email. Oh, goodness. But, I mean, also, just leaving iTunes comments because you want to, that's fine. Oh, and you can rate us without leaving a comment, too. That's fine. But yeah, the, the the amount of ratings you get helps you to get notoriety in the iTunes market. And of course we want that because we are attention horse. Swag. You can get swag on our website at relicsofor.com. That's or as in O-R-R. Um, yeah, just go there and there's a merchandise link on the upper left. You can go check out what we've got at Cafe Press. I'm still working on some stuff from Zazzle, but I think I'm going to buy something from Cafe Press this week so that I can wear that kind of thing on the show instead of this blue sweater. Um, What was next? Uh, the donate button. Uh, yes, we have a donate button on the front page if you want to support us. I mean, we're, we're here for good, pretty, pretty good, you know. But if we get, uh, any sort of decent cash for this, it can definitely go toward the quality of the show. As an example, a studio. You can see I've got concrete walls around me. This is preposterous. Alright. Uh, uh, tell people, damn it! You can get a hold of us. I know! You can, you can get hold of us, um, either by calling us or sending us mp3s at relicsofor at gmail.com. Um, mp3s very, uh, mp3s and oggs, those are both fine by me. You can also send us whatever else, I guess, except for WMAs. Don't like those. Ogg! Yeah, Ogg! OGG is the open source format, and it's actually a little bit better, in my opinion, than mp3. But my video recording software doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, my video my yeah. video editing software does not like OGG. I have to uh, change everything over to MP3 before I can import it. So the people you bought them bought it from are proprietary fat cat bastards. No, they're just you not compatible with Apple. Oh, is that well? Yeah, then they are. Never mind. Anyway, I'm gonna get some fanboys on my ass for that one. Anyway, <laughs> or you can call us at seven zero eight two zero two nine two six two, or just send us your emails, as many people have done. Um, the whole having me read another language, let's try one that's not romantic, shall we? Because I'm not very romantic. Anyway. I'll get Hobus to submit German. on an Afrikaans. You can struggle oh, with that. Oh, bollocks. Oh, <laughs> Afrikaan. <laughs> Most useless language ever in the international world. Yeah. It has lacquer as a word. That's an amazing word. I love it so much. Lacquer. What is it? Lacquer. It means uh, like better than awesome is the only way you can translate it. There is not, no that word. That was so lacquer. Uh, the Dutch have it as well. It's Dutch related language, so yeah, lacquer. So it's not in reference to something you put on wood. No, it's not. It does just sound okay. like that. Apparently, I yeah. I don't have the right accent for it, but I try. I want to hear Kova say it, then I can try and. I'll see if I can it. make him call into the show, but he's very awesome. Sharp. Okay, and you can contact us uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Relics of Or is the handle. Remember, O-R-R. I say that too much. I think people know that. Anyway, um, you people can come to the forums and hang out. We got a lot of people hanging out there now. Pretty busy these days. Um, so good, good, good times to be had there. A lot of spammers too. You people are not welcome. Sought off. They don't, they can't understand this. So I'm going to uh, translate it for them. One zero zero one zero zero one one zero zero one zero zero one one zero zero one. There are ten types of people in this world. Yes. Never mind, this joke yep. doesn't work in audio. All right. So, <laughs> looking for a few more bloggers. We're looking for bloggers. Eh, we could use a couple more. Good bloggers. Um, you get much love. Jim can attest to that. In fact, made him uncomfortable. We're looking for audio snippets also. Really? Which, you, I think we're going to have one from Tiger this week. Not certain about that just yet, but 
audio snippets for like segments or intros or anything like that, man. If you want to be part of this, we love the audio. Anything yes. we can just we love the community. What can you say? We're lovers. Yep. And we have Pi Day upcoming, which is going to take place on March fifteenth. Thirteenth. I'm sorry, thirteenth. Really wish it was fourteenth. I have to go to New Zealand for that to happen. And yes. just my big thanks to Guild Wars Guru. Guild fans, ArenaNet, Doghouse Systems, Split Infinity Radio, and the listeners. And last but not least, the time has come for Wheel of Morality, unless you guys want to say anything more. Uh, congratulations to Knox for Quaggan getting so big that he had to open the gates rather than approving everyone. Oh, crap. We didn't do the community fan site highlights. We should just pick out no. five of them right now. No, do it next week. Do it for next week. Uh, okay, well, Quaggan will we'll at least give that a bump. Yeah. We like Wagon a lot. Very much. And also, Knox is probably going to come on the show sometime soon. We should be pro. Bye-bye, pro. Yep. So, okay, Wheel of Morality. Wheel of Morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn, everyone. Check your Facebook permissions, because otherwise those photos you uploaded three years ago will come and bite you on the ass. Facebook is lame, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your wheel of morality? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I don't remember if this. Okay, is here's another one. Here's another one because that was pretty short. Hope. Okay. Nope. That's it. Oh, and that wasn't short. Ah, <laughs> crap! Chrome has stopped responding. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. We could hear you before. Okay. Well, I'm I'm trying to look this up. I don't know if it's verbatim or not, but this one comes from Mark Twain, which is, "Don't let your schooling get in the way of your education." Dispatches from the Priory by Tigerfeet. So they are sending you to me, are they? Here, hold these. There are only two reasons for you to be down here, and I am doubting a mouse like you could operate the presses. You are wanting a story, yes? Well, I will tell you the greatest story of all. Sit. This one begins long before mice like you did your scurrying interior. In the beginnings of time there were Char. Other than the Forgotten, far and far away to the south, we had the whole world to conquer. But we were wild and undisciplined, squalling and battling amongst ourselves. It was the first Khan-Ur who united us. And when humans came to the face of Tyria, the unity forged by the Khan-Ur was tempered into steel. But it would not last. Assassinated he was, and he left four children with no clear successor. The Char were again fractured, this time into four legions. Iron, blood, ash, and flame. We fought each other and the humans with their powerful gods drove us back. Ah, I see you are knowing this tale, the Char's darkest hours. In that time we were deceived by false gods. But even so, we were granted magics that we used to retake what was rightfully ours. It was not until we marched upon the shores of Or that we met defeat. The gods the Flame Legion forced us to worship were false. Yet the shaman held all Char under their footpaws. That is, until Pyre Fearshot and later his grandcup 
Kala Scorch Razor that revolts, that casts the Flame Legion from power. But we have not had another Khan Ur since the assassination. When Char are banding together, no one can stand against our might. Any Char who would be Khan Ur must be master of the legions. Many have tried, but none have lasted. Oh, more than a few weeks. They were weak and not worthy to command the legions. In the last battle of Ascalon, the Flame Legion Imperator carried our leader's symbol, the claw of the Khan Ur, into battle. There it was lost to us in the foe fire. It has returned. A band of adventurers braved the restless dead in Ascalon and brought it forth. It is by this token that your Queen Genma has made truce with the legions. Once again, Char are uniting, and this time not only with other Char. There are greater foes to be fighting, Mouse, and there will be need of all the races to best the dragons. Run now, and tell the others what you have learned, so that the knowledge is never lost. It's time for the weekly mashup. This is where we play you the best bits from previous episodes because you were too busy. A. Asking Ryan if you could join the Relics of Awe Alliance. B. Beating your unruly sound card into submission. C. Checking the Guild Wars 2 website even though you didn't have to. And D. Dancing in the Relics of Awe Guild Hall. Activision eats babies to sustain. It's <laughs> <laughs> got power spiked in your own intro, it's terrible. Hey, it's time to deliver the uh-huh. onion blossom. I think Spirit Hime right now is holding up her Tonka truck saying, Yeah! <laughs> oh my god, we're dorks. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, even, I, even I think that in-game weddings <laughs> are like the lowest things going. Let's have a, let's take it one step up and have a second life wedding. If, you, if anyone brings up Farmville, I swear to god, I'm going to throw my microphone out oh. the window. Farmville, Farmville, oh, Farmville. No. Farmville, <laughs> Farmville sucks! I will find you in Canada, Chaz. Kind of standing there wringing her hand, she's like, Oh my god! What's going on? Where's Kieran? I feel so bad. You didn't compile your own kernel. I bet you think kernel is like popcorn, huh? You just lay a bunch on the table and just snort it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Snorting up gacky stones. <laughs> I get this mental vision that there was this party going on with the and the music was the information about Guild Wars 2. And then the party ended, the balloons fell to the ground, a couple of them popped, it was quiet, and all of a sudden someone came up to the mic and went, <clears throat> transmutation stones. <clears throat> they said I have an yeah. iPad. I'm like, you get an iPad? I have an iPad on my Mesmer, <laughs> yes. That's why he's so good <laughs> at skills and stuff. Spreadsheets and whatnot. <laughs> no, um, hey. Hey, when you got a kid, Blue's Clues is awesome, because it could be Dora. I'm the map! I'm the map! I'm the map! <laughs> and it doesn't have to look like hair. It can look like layers of feathered stuff, you know? So I could roll a lampshade. So politics, dinosaurs, Blue's Clues. All our foreign listeners are like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Oh, Guild Wars! There we go. Yeah. Now He's just in. Tasha is actually an amoeba, and she just split. Bienvenidos a Relic Sabor, el podcast sobre Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2 y 
La comunidad en general. I'm not gonna do that. That's bullshit. Okay. Welcome to the. <laughs> That's like so stupid. It's gonna be added to the start though, okay? Because that was funny. No, it was terrible. Yeah. My accent was bad. I, I wasn't even doing the whole Ezio. Ezio, this is the Spanish person. I don't have my chi with me today. Let me get a drink of my ch my green tea. Lots of chi and green tea. Okay. Needs more five-hour energy. Yeah. Well, everyone was getting after me for uh, having caffeine on every episode. They're like, you always have caffeine. God. I'm like, yeah. Gotta wake up. How do I get up in the morning to do this crap for you guys? Seriously. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm holding the whole caffeine bit up right now. So, we're good. Awesome. Well, also, caffeine stretches like tightens the vocal cords, and it makes me sound less manly. Anyway. In three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs>